All right, football at four here on the show. We'll uh, get to the Eagles news coming up and check in on the Commanders week one with Adam Peters and the job was a week ago that he was introduced at a press conference. Uh, how far along are they on the coaching search? All that uh, coming up and more here in a bit here in football at four. We'll start with the Cowboys. Some interesting stuff over the weekend. Somebody had actually sent me this yesterday with all the actual games and teams that were actually still playing stuff. I really didn't have time to fit her in, but um, you know, as they say, there's no drama like a Dallas drama. And um, a week ago, they were, of course, knocked out of the playoffs by the Packers, 48-32. And uh, C.D. Lamb's mom, uh, on a Facebook post, went after Dak Prescott, saying, Dak isn't it. <laughs> they need to get rid of his ass. It's guys in this team that want a ring. They work hard. He doesn't want to win a ring. Um, and that was, you know, that's <laughs> C.D. Lamb's mom. And she's basing <laughs> that on... Talking about the quarterback who throws the ball to her son. It's a little weird. Yeah. Well, Does, when I go for my NFL analysis, I go to CeeDee Lamb's mom. Well, that's listen, my first stop. Here's here's the thing about all this stuff. Like this does nobody any good, right? Like no. if family members are enjoy, entering the conversation, this is not going to help the team get better. This isn't going to help whatever ails Dallas in the biggest moments. Here's the other part. Micah Parsons' brother, Terrence Parsons, then criticized defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, said that Prescott needs to take the team-friendly deal or pack his bags. <laughs> he said wow. also the greatest time ever being done was were done in this organization and how they're using his brother Micah. Uh, Micah, for his part, says, as you know, uh, if I have something, I'm not afraid to say it. I love my team. I love my brothers and my team, my city of Dallas. more committed than ever to bringing a championship to the greatest fan base on the earth. So Micah trying to you know separate himself from his brother here. And then you got Tad Prescott, who, yes, would be Dax Prescott's brother, saying he wants the Cowboy fans out of Dallas. I'm sorry, saying to the Cowboy fans that want his brother out of Dallas, Cowboy fans, why continue to DM me? Trust me, if I could get at Dak to leave Dallas, I would. I want him out of Dallas. The city and the organization have been great to he and our family, but done with the drama and the so-called fans. But he loves this team, and he wants to bring rings. Bring it rings. Well. How great's that? That's pretty great. And in just eight more months till the season starts. But anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the Dallas offseason so far in a nutshell. Uh, family members lobbing at each other. So I, I saw actually a really good roundtable on this this morning on, um, on, on Greenberg's show on, on Get Up. And it was like Jeff Saturday, uh, Lewis Reddick, um, Dominic Foxworthy was on there as well. And like they were saying, this is so true. Um, y- you know, when you hear stuff like this, when family members say it, you're thinking, well, where do they get this information from? Like, exactly. Well, like, what, like yeah. are, they, are they speaking for the relative, right? And you can say they're not, but it's always going to be in the back of your mind of the locker room. Like, this dude's saying crap about us to his family, and now his freaking family's going rogue, or, or, you know, is going on social media and saying it. Or I guess, you know, you could be you know, trustworthy of your team and feel like, okay, this person's just rogue family member mouthing off or whatever. But it's got to be weird. Like, as you do question it, like, where is this coming from? Is this coming from a place of knowledge or just being like, hey, family member needs attention? I mean, we went through this this year with the Commanders. We had um, Cam Curl's old man, uh, been doing this for a while, about his how they need to pay his son, pay my son, pay my son. But I think he's also his agent, which is interesting. And then you had, of course... Uh, Chase Young's father, who was telling everybody some was being <laughs> yep. triple teamed at yep. times, uh, you know, or like some outrageous number. Like he came up with like he's he's double teamed the triple team like twenty five percent of the time. Or I don't know. He even said like fifty maybe. Guess it, it's still happening. And it was not not even either, but whatever. 
You have this stuff from time to time. This is what's happened in the world of social media. Hey, man, we had it on the smaller level here with, with the ODU team. We got a, a mom who played some ball, and she had some really valid points about what's wrong with the team, but it just doesn't help anybody. No. It's just, you know, calling out stuff, I mean, you know, is different if you're not associated, but when you're, when you're coming from a place that might have some inner workings knowledge, it just comes off like, oh, crap, because this is what the kids are saying or what the players are saying and the you know, adult professionals are saying – this is what Dak, you know, Dak's brother and his dad and his mom are all getting in his ear about get the hell out of Dallas. You know, this is what they want to do. That's never good, right? No. And you could now, if anybody's got beef here, I think that Dak, Dak Prescott's brother, I could understand where he's coming well, I from. I actually think like, what he said. I get enough. it. Yeah, yeah like, I understand. Enough's enough. I, yeah. I, from his perspective, yeah. if anybody's got a pass here, I think it's him. No, I do too, but I think you just don't even want to acknowledge it. Like Dak no, has of never, you don't. like he's done a really good job. Say what you want. You can be a hater of Dak Prescott. That's fine. Say he's a choker or whatever you want to say about him. But he's taken all the slings and arrows. He has. And he's been, he hasn't asked for any type of treatment or whatever he's he's taken it i mean he takes it he doesn't ask for anything he's not like making excuses whatever he just takes it and moves on and you know for his brother to do this without his blessing you know or even if it was you know you just don't like to see it because again then you question hey is this you know this is what he really feels this is what his brother's saying you know and what is that it just i don't know just to stay off of it you know like you just ask your family you know get a burner account like the durants or something you know what i mean just do it that way I mean, he got caught, but at least he was smart about it. <laughs> like KD does it, man. Let's get a burner account. Yeah, this is a weird one. You know, I'm I'm just um, I was actually surprised that Diggs is you know the Diggs didn't jump in on the, during the Buffalo game. Oh, I don't know that that's over. Yeah, I I, th- I think there could still be some. You think smoke Diggs there. will jump in at some point? Oh, say, get my brother will. to Dallas. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what they need is some more drama down there. They get him down there. But it's it's so it's so bizarre. I mean, the whole thing. And again, CD Lamb's mother. I mean. Did she not get to watch the previous seasons of the Cowboys where her son short arm balls over the middle constantly? Yeah. I mean, he had a great year. He changed my perception, a lot of people's perception about him. Not that he cares. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was the guy who you're like, eh, is he a one? Eh, he's more of a two. He seems to be a little concerned making business decisions over the middle and all that kind of stuff. Now, this year in the contract year, or the ability to be a contract year, he balled out, man. He was incredible. He did? Absolutely incredible. So... You know, again, this is more likely going to be your kid's quarterback because, listen, Jerry Jones didn't fire Mike McCarthy. He's not running Dak out of town. Mm-mm. This is not happening. So come the reality of what's what's going on here and get on board, you know. And now you got this weirdness that's hanging over this team this offseason with, you know, everybody's family member getting their agendas out there for whatever reason. I really think, you know – and those housewife shows. Oh yeah, this is an opportunity for NFL Network to really take the next step as a as a network. This could be you know family members of the NFL like players. You know oh, what I mean? Oh my god, this would be a great reality yes, show. Put them would. in a house yeah. together for the season. Make them watch the games <laughs> with one another. Make Dak Prescott's brother and 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 Ceedee Lamb's mother watch the game together, and also bring in you know Parsons' brother. And somebody else, you know, whoever other relatives want to come in, like third cousins, whatever. I don't care. But I think you should have these family members have to watch games every Sunday. This would be way more exciting as an alternative channel than the the Manning brothers. I'm yeah, sorry. That, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You'd, you'd have beatings in the room. Oh, this would be so good. This would be great. I mean, this is really where NFL Network could kill it. I mean, they put these available. I mean, you want to stream something, damn it. You know, make some, pop some streaming numbers. You want me to get, you want me to get uh, Paramount Plus? 
you put these families in the same room watching the same Cowboys games, especially a playoff game, dang it, I, that's ratings gold, Jerry. Well, Let me now, tell you right now. Keep in mind, CBS has that little show called Big Brothers. They've already yes. got the framework in place right. there. You want to do an NFL version of that with these family members. That's That's got some legs. I like, the, I like this idea. I yeah, like I like it. it too. I think it could really nail it. So anyway, they ought to think about it. But this is fun. I, I really want to get Mike McCarthy. Doesn't Mike McCarthy have somebody in his family that could tweet? He's got a <laughs> teenage kid. Jay Gruden's kid one night came at me on a Monday night football game about some play or something, and then people were just just crushing it. He's in high school. I'm like, come on, guys, leave this kid alone. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are you doing here? But he was like defending his dad's play call or whatever, and I was like, I'm not talking to the, I'm not talking to the coach's son. I'm no, sorry. that's that's just I'm a recipe for disaster. Yeah, with the coach's son, this just does not end well. Good self-preservation by you. Well done. I'm not going to go in on the coach's kid and disagree with him about whatever he's trying to sell me on. All right, 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. All right. I see all your texts. They're funny. We'll get to them uh, coming up, and we'll also get into the Eagles, which have their own thing, a little bit of drama going on right now as well as their uh, – their coach is uh, throwing everybody overboard. We'll get to that next year. Scott Jackson, your priority Autosports Radio. 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we're brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. Uh, Ballyhoo's phone line over for business, 757-687-9494. Uh, got a lot of texts off this Cowboys reality TV show idea I have. I think it's a tremendous idea. Again, putting the families that are blaming uh, each other in the same room, make them watch the games together. And then uh, my man Damon in the 757 uh, in Newport News says this. He goes, dude, this is such a great idea. Have family members watch games with opposing team family members as well. Reality TV irritates me, but this would be gold genius. Now, I, I got to say, I've had a couple of good ideas this year, one or two, uh, for NFL programming. This one I'm pretty proud of. This is a good one. But I really like my Sean McVay quarterback fixer idea where he comes into your, you know, like, you know, guys in these shows on these um, TV shows, you can tell my wife gets remote too much in my house, uh, these TV shows on HDTV where, like, they fix your bad renovation or something. Like, Sean McVay fixes your crappy quarterback. Like, yep. He comes in. Fixes Sam Howell's sucky habits that he got into this year and then leaves. Like, he doesn't stay. He just fixes and he goes on and then the next staff has to deal with it. Yeah, it's extreme makeover quarterback edition. Right, extreme makeover quarterback edition. Boom. So, anyway, I've got a whole bunch of them. And I don't know why the NFL's not doing them and not taking them or whatever. I'm sure somebody's writing them down from their office that listens to this on the app and is going to steal them from me and I'll get no dollars for it. But when you all see them, (laughs) when you all see these ideas in real time later, go, wait a minute, that bozo on uh, 94.1 said to do this a long time. Yeah, we'll, we'll know. We'll yes, know. thank you. So back me up if you do it. But yes, thank you. I, I have a good idea or two from time to time. From time to time. Uh, more texts off the Cowboys. Uh, C.D. Lamb for Stefan Diggs. Uh, it's cold outside. <laughs> yes, uh, that would be funny, right? That would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if C.D. Lamb would like Buffalo very much. No, I don't think so I think he'd, he'd warm up to uh, Dak Prescott if he had to go to Buffalo. I think that uh, Josh Allen might take that at this point. Yeah, yeah. All right, somebody gave me some Pat Riley dumb stuff when he was with the Knicks. Okay, all right. Traded for Mark Jackson, or traded Mark Jackson, sorry, for Charles Smith. Trading for old uh, Rolando Blackman, uh, Doc Rivers, and Derek Harper. Okay. So he was just trying to push all the chips in Is what you're, back with the Knicks days. If you're pushing your chips in okay. with Rolando, Rolando Blackman, that's... 
Yeah. It's not a good bet. Yeah. I mean, listen, he, um, I'm just looking at the Miami Heat guy who gets more out of less, like undrafted players, like the Saruses of the world and guys that like nobody else heard of. Puts them on the floor. They get, they ham and egg their way to NBA finals or at least conference finals. It's really, it's really frustrating. You figured um, it out, man. Uh, <laughs> Also from the 757, this is great. He goes, those family members all know the black Kirk Cousins when they see him. <laughs> this is what people call Dak. Uh, that is what they call Including my friend Fred Smoot. Um, damn, that's all I need now is Jerry Jones unwittingly, unknowingly mic'd up for a whole game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That would be interesting. You want to get Jerry to sell the team? That would probably be the yeah, way to get Yeah, Jerry would be hanging out with Dan Snyder on the yacht somewhere in the Mediterranean <laughs> if he was mic'd up. Okay, let me tell you something. Uh-huh. There's some skeletons in that closet. Uh, Dak... Divided by Kirk equals one. <laughs> These are good. The Cousins Dak ones are too funny. All right. Cowboy Travis, who, who cares about this team deeply, is with us. I don't know if he thinks these are, ideas are good or bad or just not funny. What's happening, Travis? How you doing? Hey, fellas. How y'all doing? Y'all got me there. Yeah, we got you. How you doing, man? What do you think about this family good, drama? Man. What do you think of the family feud stuff, man? Hey, well, first off, man, I like I like your ideas. You Thank know what you. I mean? Def, definitely must see TV. Um, I'm sure people will tune in to that, you know, if those shows were coming. But uh, as 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 far as all this drama, man, Tad's uh, uh, been Tad's been tweeting for years, so so we're used to that. And yeah. you know, he's just defending his brother, so so we're used to that. But uh, as far as Micah, Micah's brother, he he wants some followers, man. Nobody knows this guy. <laughs> you know, what I mean, he yeah. he wants he he has to let you know. My brother Micah. Right. When when it starts like that, it's all downhill from there. And uh, as far as CD's mom, um, I mean, pretty much the same thing. Nobody on social media, as far as Cowboy Nation, really knew who she was um, until this uh, piece of information came out. And I'm sure it probably came out in a fit of emotion during the game. But one thing I agree with that you guys said is that these are things that have been said in the presence of these family members mm-hmm. by the players. I do believe that. I definitely do believe that. You know, like, um, how comfortable do they feel saying things about the team's quarterback yep. unless they've um, – basically, if they're not repeating what's already been told to them. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think that's what would concern me, and that's why I think this can be – as we can write it off as, oh, it's just silly family members saying stuff, but you, but I think – But it can be a problem. But it can be a problem, absolutely. I think because if people believe it – and I guess the only positive is they do have eight months to get over it <laughs> before they play <laughs> a game. I mean, time, yeah. time heals wounds yeah. and winning yeah. cures everything. Yeah. But for – for people who are still, uh, you know, that train just won't stop the, yeah. the cut that, trade that, yep. move that. Just right quick, I just want to run off a quick few names for those who may have a bad memory. Uh, you got Jason Garrett, Randall Cunningham, Anthony Wright, Ryan Lee, Clint Sterner, Chad Hutchinson, Quincy wow. Carter, Vinny Testaverde, Drew Henson, Kyle Orton, Brandon Wheaton, Matt Castle, and Kellen Moore. And don't forget Johnny Manziel or Paxton Lynch. These are guys that have been or could have been your quarterback right now outside of Rain Dakota Prescott. So it, could, it, it yeah. may be bad but it could be terribly worse at this moment. This is a guy that sat there through the 1-15 season that was led by Troy Aikman. Yeah. 
I hear you, man. It's uh, it, it, again, nobody wants to hear that, though. I, I try to explain this all the time, man. There's a lot of worse situations in the NFL, and it, unless you can upgrade, unless you are a hundred percent certain that Trey Lance is your guy and you want to go that direction, I mean, what are your options? I mean, because you're talking about very expensive, uh, you know, to move up in drafts. Number one, number two, good Absolutely. quarterbacks are not really available. Damaged quarterbacks are available. Sure, you could get a Russell Wilson this off season. Uh, somebody like that but that's that's not right. necessarily a great idea or you could you know try to take a run I guess at Baker Mayfield but I would imagine he's going to get tagged if nothing else if he doesn't already just sign an extension with the Bucks. so I mean there's not any real obvious replacement options that are better uh, and again that's what you want to do you want to get better unless you want to bottom out unless you want to bottom out and play right. that game and I don't think anybody wants bottom. to do that yeah. Don't like it there. It's 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 year nine going in for Dak. So if if anything, draft the quarterback this year, bring him in. I mean, you know, it's time to develop. I know Dak's not going to be the quarterback forever. So, you know, that sounds a lot better than as you said, bottoming out all the way. You know, you don't want to fully commit to losing after you quote unquote have been right there on the cusp for for, for so many years. But yeah, man. We're just going to have to ride this out, and eventually the tides will turn, man. I thank you guys for having me on. All right, Cowboy Travis, very rational, appreciate it. Um, a lot of a lot of texters. We'll get to the. I'll, I'll kick the Eagle thing. I want to spend some time in the next segment. Um, uh, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. More people saying they would watch this show. By the way, oh, why wouldn't uh, they? Even he said it's a great idea. Talk to ESPN. He said, well, I guess I could. Like I, I know some people at ESPN. Yeah, this this you do, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to know it, but you know what they'll do. They'll do what they did to to Feinstein. They'll make me sign a piece of paper and take all creative ability away from me and make season on the brink with, um, who was the coach? And it was played Bobby Knight. It was so terrible. Oh gosh. Brian Dennehy. That was so not believable. Oh yeah, that's right. That was so not believable. And again, you had Nick Nolte available. He'd already done it in blue chips for goodness sakes. I mean, the season on the brink man movie was so embarrassingly yeah, that was bad. bad. I'd scrubbed that from my memory. Yeah, I know you did. I know. Thanks. I would never bring it up in front of John because you oh, get so angry. Gosh. But it's it was so terrible. Wow. It was yeah. Brian Dennehy is Bobby Knight. I mean, are you flipping kidding? And Brian me? Dennehy, not a bad actor. No, he's a very good actor, but, but again, not there. Yeah, Nick Nolte, perfect guy. He was in it in Blue Chips. He did already done it for you. You just had to exactly. recast him. Yep. That's all. He was so tremendous in it. Oh gosh. Anyway, uh, let's see. Xavier from Virginia Beach. There should be an inside the life of Jerry Jones biography going through what he does on a daily basis when he prepares for Sundays. Hey, there might be. There might be, right? He has a Netflix yeah, show coming, Yeah, the Netflix coming, thing, right? yeah. Netflix coming with Jerry Jones, by the way. I think it'll be sanitized, I would imagine. But, yeah, there'll be something going on there with uh, Jerry Jones. Um now that Nick Saban's retired, uh, have him come in and spend a week with failing college programs, help him turn around. That would give you views. Yes, I like that too. That'd be interesting. Nick Saban, the fixer too. Like you know, it's like bar room renovation or whatever that is. <laughs> yeah, you the know? bar rescue show. Bar rescue show. That guy gets so angry at the people too. He's scary, right? He really does. The bar rescue guy. Well, and a lot of times he's right. Though. Well, he's usually right, and they're people that like really have no idea what they're doing. No. Uh, here's another one. The quarterback whisper: Aaron Rodgers takes shooting NFL families on a darkness retreat and helps them find <laughs> eternal peace. <laughs> now this might be the winner. That's a good one. That might be the winner. Um, Here, have some Hiawasa. Yeah, <laughs> have some Hiawasa. Uh, Damon, uh, no problem, buddy. Always enjoy you checking in. Please keep doing so. Uh, 757 says, the Crypt Keeper as Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I can see that. I, I can see that these That's days. That's got to be on the internet somewhere. Yeah. Somebody, There's too yeah, many good Photoshop skills, right? people. Yeah. yeah. 
That's going to be good. Uh, this, this is on the Netflix and Jerry Jones, even though I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to watch it, right? Of course you have to watch Jerry it. Jerry inviting the NFL officials on his bus, on the party bus. Remember that one? <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, I have to admit, Xavier is a uh, Washington fan. I'd watch it, too. I would totally watch it as well. So I'm just coming up with these ideas. All right, 757-687-9494. We'll get to the Eagles coming up on the uh, other side of the uh, update. Uh, interesting things going on there with Nick Sirianni, who's going to have to uh, rebuild the staff again, it looks like, this offseason. They're going to have a, a presser uh, today, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, you can go to the X at Jackson Sports or at ESPN Radio 941. Our poll question of the day brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering is a uh, – Handle all of our socials, including uh, James's uh, TikTok page. Uh, Josh Allen right now is the answer to the question that is this. Which quarterback is getting too much blame for their team being eliminated from the playoffs? Your options are Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and then others reply below. And, of course, people have hit the other button but have not actually written anything below. There you go. So right now, 67.2 think it is Josh Allen. Uh, that is getting the most blame of all. All right, 757-687-9494. I can text us. And again, um, the poll question on the X at Jackson Sports or at ESPN Radio 941. That's how you can vote. Every day we do these goofy questions just for you because we care. All right, um, another one from the 757 on the text front before we take a break. Um, Romo's available too uh, on, the, on one of these shows. <laughs> oh, he's available all right. Uh He'd be very, we know this, he will bring plenty of enthusiasm. That's for darn sure. Yes, he will. Very excitable, that Tony Romo. He gets very excited um, when things happen during the game. Jim, Jim. There was one this week. I got to go back and rewatch it. I I think I need to pull the audio because I can't do it justice. It just, there was a seg, there was a sequence, I should say, that just made me want to cry. There was also the corner of the end zone call. I didn't even talk about that yesterday. So when Shakir catches the TD, the front part of the end zone. Right. It's not the corner. Right. The corner would be the back part is the Correct. corner, right? I mean, I guess front corner, pylon. Anyway. I whatever. think it would be considered pylon. Yeah, it was more of a pylon. Front pylon. And he's like, corner of the end zone. Ah, jab, jab, jab. And again, you don't have to wade into play by play. I mean, the people see the pictures. You don't have to do that, Tony. Yeah. Don't let, let Jim do it. He's, you know, he's a broadcast Hall of Famer. He, he gets to do the Masters. He's so beloved. So come on. All right. Coming up, Eagles on uh, coordinator searches. More uh, discontent in that uh, coaching staff. We'll get to that coming up next year. Scott Jackson's your Priority Auto Sports Radio. 94.1 brought to you by Larry King Law. James Witham's got your sports center. All right, we're brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. All right, coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. I'm terrible at this. I got to start. Remember, it's a new feature. We had some fun with it last week. Some of you participated in a nice job. Uh, others, you know, just sat on the sidelines and jeered us. Uh, but anyway, it's a little hot take Tuesday. Call, text, I guess you can tweet, right? You can send it over by messenger if you wanted to, I suppose. Uh, you know, just, again, it's safe space to do a hot take uh, sports-related um, about, you know, something that you're passionate about that maybe you wouldn't say, you know, out loud, you know, you got to be embarrassed about it. Maybe this is something that, you know, it's just a little too on the edge crazy. Uh, but, you know, in Tuesday, it's a safe space. You can say it. We will not keep the receipts. We'll delete all the messages uh, when it's said and done, and we won't hold you to it. You know, text in or call in and say, like, the Panthers, the Super Bowl next year or something. We're not going to remind you about it, you know, a year from now when they're picking first again or anything like that. So, whatever it may be, you know, have fun with it, have at it, be creative, do what you want to do. 
uh, you know, predictions about coaching searches, whatever, whatever it may or may not be. So um, that will come up in the five o'clock hour. James and I will give you some and then, you know, you will read yours and hopefully we'll have a good time. All right. Seven, five, seven, six, eight, seven, 94, uh, 94. The Eagle situation, not shocking. Uh, what's happening here? We knew the defensive coordinator was going to be a problem because they pulled up, you know, pulled the play, and they pulled the play sheet from Sean Desai during the season, gave it to that nut Matt Patricia. So both of those gentlemen are out. Desai's out, Patricia's out. Now the story this morning comes out that Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, who apparently had been battling this season with um, with uh, Nick Sirianni, uh, is also out, and so. For the second straight offseason, the Eagles will be replacing an offensive and defensive coordinator. Of course, the difference is last year, those two guys got head coaching jobs yep. after a Super Bowl run. This year, after a collapse, uh, you made the decision to change up the defense. That didn't work. Actually, they got worse. The offense, apparently, there's been a bit of a power struggle all year with Sirianni and Johnson. And even um, you know Jalen Hurts has been kind of in the middle of all this stuff. So... It's been a little crazy. So now um, here comes the big change that's going to take place. And will it matter? Uh, will it not matter? I mean, it's hard to imagine it's any worse. I still want to know, and I'll be fascinated tomorrow. I believe it's tomorrow, right? There's the press conference yep. Wednesday. Tomorrow. Um, whether or not they say, hey, yeah, Jalen Hurts is going to get offseason surgery. He had oh, a, we're going to hear that he had at a some high point. ankle sprain yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Because he, he was not the same person. Never looked to scramble as you know at late you know that playoff game. Never never tried to run outside of the one failed tush push on the uh, two point play. I think maybe one other scramble, but there was not a lot going on. It wasn't the usual Jalen Hurts, you know, and, and that was it was a slow burn like that direction as the, as the struggles went on. Uh, you know, the defense the back end was bad a lot of the year. Injuries had something to do with that, and also just Bradbury had a crappy year. I mean, he was terrible. I mean, he was just absolutely terrible. And um, it was it, they didn't get to the quarterback and same success rate as they did under Gannon, who everybody you know in Philadelphia the day after the Super Bowl wanted to for sale sign his house, blamed him for everything that happened mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. And here's what you get the year later: <laughs> worst defense, <laughs> no Super Bowl run, you're one and done, and you know now now what's next? You know is it like Frank Reich going to ride in on the white horse? I, I don't know. You know, I haven't heard his name mentioned yet. It's no, we outside haven't of fans. No, outside, we haven't. outside of fans, right? You haven't heard his name mentioned yet. One of your early defensive coordinator interviews was with Ron Rivera. I am so here for that. <laughs> Please let that happen. I mean, okay. Did you watch the last six weeks? I mean, I think they probably did, didn't they? I would think. Or did they just bring him in so they could ask him, like, how did your offense just shred our our defense? Even when you you know in, in the beginning of the year before they fell apart, right? They shredded them. And remember, Jason Kelsey said this in his podcast, like, "Hey man, I told EB, great job." The, the sad part for Washington was like, outside of the Eagles game and like two other games, their offense was terrible. Yeah, those are the shining moments. The two two of the losses were two of their best offensive games. But yeah, I mean, there were signs early that the Eagles had some serious issues on defense, and they never could get their hands around it. Um, Connor and Gloucester says Eagles fans have been pretty confident that both coordinators will be gone for at least a month now. Yeah. Issue with them having a head coach that doesn't call plays. Coordinators are always the scapegoat. Yep. And when they have success too, they uh, 
they leave for head coaching opportunities last year after the Super Bowl appearance. Question is, as the head coach, if you don't call plays on either side of the ball and you can't figure out what's wrong with the team while they're going on a two-month stretch for lo- and looking like trash, then what exactly do you do? You just encapsulated the entire commander season. Yeah. Right there. I mean, exactly. that's, that's what commanders fans wanted to know about Ron Rivera as well. But you're right. I mean, Nick Sirianni, and I do believe his rookie season as the coach, gave away the play-calling duties to Steichen so many weeks in. And that was one of the, oh, look at him. He's such a selfless dude, you know, great idea. So he could be more the CEO over the team. And then, you know, clearly this year, you know, wanted to have input but didn't want to have the full-on responsibility of saying, hey, I'm the play-caller again. Right? And I mean, and you see a lot of, you see a lot of really good um, head coaches that call plays on offense. Um, defensively, it's a little little different. You don't always see the defensive coaches still call the defense, but it is "quote unquote" their defense. They're yeah. not maybe necessarily calling the defenses. The blueprint is there, but yeah. they're not the ones actually calling the play to play right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, this year uh, McDermott did that though with the Bills. He called the defenses uh, as you know all year. Fired Leslie Frazier in the offseason, or he resigned, <clears throat> or whatever. Um, but anyway, it, it's you're right though. I mean. Very fair question about Sirianni. And this is, it's going to get real loud in Philadelphia next year if they don't come out of the gates strong. I think it just stays loud in Philadelphia, quite <laughs> frankly. Throughout the entire offseason, yeah. it's going to st- yeah. it's going to be loud. Yeah, I think there's some frustration with him. But he, I, it would have been crazy to fire him after three straight playoffs. Just oh, like yeah, it would have been fired. You can't do like, that. like again, the, the firing of McCarthy thing, I never believed it for a second because I knew Jones wasn't going to hire the people everybody thought he was going to hire. So it doesn't make sense. But there is no question for a guy who has had a lot of success, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him next year, especially to nail these two hires. And two, I'm also wondering, are we going to start to get the talk of maybe it's not so easy to work with Nick Sirianni? Yes. I, I think that that talk's going to start at some point. If we start to see some you know, drama again in Philadelphia or if he doesn't make the right choices again or if the right people don't end up in the offensive and defensive coordinator positions in Philly – I'm going to really start to wonder if it, if Nick Sirianni is the problem because he's just a hard guy to work with. Well, yeah, that like for example, right now again, Ron Rivera is one of the guys you go to. Uh, Mike Caldwell, who was fired in Jacksonville, I believe is the other guy they they interviewed so far, right? Is yes, the other, yeah, was on their list of defensive coordinators uh, as well. So, you know, maybe you know those are the guys you're shopping with so far. So not a great list, not a, not a real great list uh, at all uh, f- from the Eagles so far. Um, does it make sense? All right. Seven, five, seven, six, eight, seven, 94, 94, seven, five, seven, six, eight, seven, 94, 94. If you want to hit us up via the text line. Also, again, the Ballyhoo's phone line, seven, five, seven, six, eight, seven, 94, 94. You can get us there uh, next hour. In addition to hot take Tuesday, takes which are already coming through the text line i love it i love you to want to call if you want to call in to feel free to do so uh in the five o'clock hour for those we'll uh, tee you up we're also going to be giving away brooks and dunn tickets uh coming up that show is coming up in june uh tickets go on sale this friday uh the show will be on june 14th at veterans united home loans amphitheater we've got a pair of tickets uh to give away uh between now and quitting time seven o'clock brooks and dunn uh, tour the Brooks and Dunn reboot 2024 tour special guest David Lee Murphy and Ernest uh, coming up 
um, later in the show. So be on the listen out for that. 757-687-9494. We'll tell you when to call in to win those. But it's not right now, so don't do it unless you want to call in just to shoot the you-know-what uh, about sports with me. All right, coming up, we'll get to Adam Peters' first week, Commander's GM. It was a week ago today. He was introduced. Uh, he has talked to a lot of people, but when will they hire somebody? And who are the names thus far they have spoken to? We'll get to that coming up next. Sky Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, back on the program, uh, 757-687-9494. A week ago today, the uh, commanders introduced Adam Peters, the former 49ers general manager as their new head coach. Um, or as their new head coach, as their new general manager. And since that point, he has been looking for the team's next head coach. They've talked to a lot of people. Among them, Lions offensive coordinator uh, Ben Johnson. This, of course, had to be virtually done as his team is still coaching. Uh, that was done on Zoom on the 19th. Um, he has also talked to the Panthers, Chargers, and Seahawks, and Atlanta uh, as well. The commander's contingent is going to be in Detroit this week after the conference title game um, to talk to Johnson in person, according to uh, reports today. Aaron Glenn, who uh, spent the last couple seasons as the defensive coordinator with the Detroit Lions, has also been interviewed already by the team uh, virtually on the 20th. He, too, will get one of these contingent visits by the commanders after this week's uh, game concludes. So, I mean, if they lose, I mean, I guess they could just save their time and send them both in, but I guess they want to go see Detroit. Um, yeah, I guess. See what it's all about. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, the team's current offensive coordinator, still on on, on contract, uh, has interviewed as well. Obviously, he could do that in person because his team's out of L and he actually works there. Um <laughs> So you didn't have to do it like on Just Zoom. go down the hall. Hey, go fine. down the hall to Zoom, and we'll talk to you here like we were in COVID times or something. No, he didn't do that. They did it in person. So they've already talked to Eric Bien-Ami. Uh He got high marks for his interview. Whether or not it leads to anything, like a, I don't know, his second interview, for example, uh, remains to be seen. That, by the way, they were his 16th head coaching interview. Wow. He's 0 for 15 at this point, as you probably are well aware of. It's the Susan Lucci of coaching. No doubt. Dan Quinn. Cowboys uh, defensive coordinator interviewed on the 18th of January. He's expected to interview again later this week. Raheem Morris, who, by the way, in the picture. He is. He's in the picture. He is. They don't like to brag about the defensive guys in the picture, but Raheem Coach Raz, they called him when he was there. He is in the 2013 Washington Redskins picture with all the other boy geniuses. Uh, he led the Buccaneers as the head coach on the interim basis. But I guess he was a full-time coach from 2009 to 2011. Had one really good year, had a miserable last season. Uh, was the interim coach of the Falcons in 2020. Uh, he, of course, was the quality control coach on John Gruden's staff with Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl team, and he also was the defensive coordinator of the Rams Super Bowl team. Uh, his initial interview with uh, Washington took place on the 18th. He is expected to be in this week as well in person for a second interview. Anthony Weaver, D-line coach of the Ravens who is uh, well-regarded, had an initial interview on the 11th. Uh, he's supposed to uh, be scheduled to interview again on the 29th, obviously after the title game for the Ravens. Mike McDonald, who has been uh, Jim Harbaugh's defensive coordinator and uh, did a great job this year. We saw his Picasso this weekend against C.J. Stroud and company. Uh, he has um, been interviewed already via the Zoom. will be interviewed again on the 29th. Uh, well, it can't be interviewed before the 29th, sometime after that. Uh, Bobby Slowick is on his way to meet the commanders in person 
uh, supposedly tonight for his second interview. And he's the interesting one because Bobby Slowick is also in the picture of the 2013 staff. That he is. Worked in San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan. Worked, obviously, so Adam Peters knows him well. I began the coaching career as a video assistant, then was a three-year defensive assistant with the Redskins, working with pass rushers like Ryan Kerrigan, who's currently, I guess, in limbo on the other staff. Uh, Slowick then switched to offense in 2021 as a passing game specialist on Kyle Shanahan's staff. And then in Houston, he became the offensive coordinator that went for the worst offenses in the league a year ago to the seventh-best passing attack in 2023 with a rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Yeah, and part of that's hitting the quarter, hitting on the quarterback, sure, but part of it is also the scheme. So we can't discount either one of those things. Well, and I'll say this about him versus, like, just if you want to put him a one-verse-one on Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson's best work has been with a veteran in Jared Goff. True. And Slowick worked with a rookie in C.J. Stroud. And again, it's just one year. Johnson's been around longer. He's got probably more of a, more of a uh, pedigree, if you will, at this point. So you'd say that. And, you know, I mean, if you look at the options for them at, at that position, especially if it were Jaden Daniels, I would also argue I don't think either one of them has ever worked with a quarterback with that skill set. No. You know, as far – well, I mean, Bobby Sloak was on the RG3 staff, but he wasn't coaching him. You know no, he I was mean? coaching defense at the time. Right. So, yeah. But he knows what, you know, what took place there in terms of how they tried to make it uh, work with him to, you know, use both skills. But, I mean, again – that's what's interesting about the Jaden Daniels part of this thing is if that's who they go with or Drake May, and I would imagine whoever the head coach is, clearly they're going to have the biggest voice in which one of these guys is going to work because it's going to be most likely their offense. Although, again, if they go with one of these defensive guys, and you didn't hear me mention Mike Vrabel, no Bill Belichick, clearly uh, no Jim Harbaugh either, which, again, I'm not excited about the fact they skipped those two very important interviews, but... I would have at least brought Vrabel in and, you know, had a, had a discussion with him. Because, I mean, again, you're talking about a leader, right? It's kind of what you want. I mean, to me, you know, Dan Quinn, yes, he got the, the Atlanta Falcons to a Super Bowl. He's done wonders with the Cowboys, you know, as well as the head coach. But, you know, I think Vrabel had a, has, has had less resources um, in his one spot with the Tennessee Titans and, again, one with – Ryan frickin' Tannehill. Yeah. Yeah, let's not... <laughs> I, don't, I shouldn't have to say throw Ryan out the frickin' window. Tannehill, but you know what I mean. No, you that's exactly what Ryan you need to Ryan frickin' decide. Tannehill. It sounds so mean, but anyway. So I, I would think Vrabel, again, if he wants to, maybe, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's doing other interviews. Maybe he ends up in Seattle. Maybe he sits out a year, like somebody mentioned earlier, plays golf on the Titans, you know, dime, you know, which isn't a terrible thing. I mean, who wouldn't want to spend a year playing golf and getting paid by your previous boss, you know, in a pretty handsome amount. So. Yeah, recharge the batteries, man. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, not everybody has to do what Andy Reid did, which is take the first job available and do it. But, like, the last two years for the for the Titans have not been good. Last year, they literally had no quarterback. No. Right? Once Tannehill no. went down, the, the, the kid from Liberty was not ready Malik Willis at all. Um, you know, they, they were 7-10 and 10 this year, 6-11. and 11. But they did come out of it with Will Levis, who looks like he has a chance. Yeah, he was a okay. Chance, yeah. You know, if he doesn't keep, you know, lowering his shoulder on linebackers and yeah, safeties, which is kind of stupid. Ideally, yeah. Yeah, he kind of needs to learn how to slide. But the last two years have not been great for Vrabel. I get that part of it. Uh, but there have been some other, you know, you got to look at the whole picture. So he's 9 and 7, 9 and 7, 11 and 5, 12 and 5, but 0 for in the postseason. Like lost in the wild card round. 
lost in the you know the divisional round um, you know years as well. Not, I'm sorry, he went to the championship game his first year. My bad. His second season, 2019, then went to the championship game, got beat by the Chiefs. It was that that was um, that was a tough loss for them. Then they lost to the Ravens in the wild card the next year in Lamar Jackson's first playoff win, and then in 2021 lost to Cincinnati when they were the one seed in Cincinnati. This is when they got all the field goals, and of course Cincinnati ran to the Super Bowl that year. Right. I want to say they sacked Burrow like eight times or something crazy in that game and still lost the football game. I mean, who didn't? <laughs> right. At this point. Right. No, he got sacked a lot that season. So anyway, but yeah, it doesn't look like they have any interest in Brable. I would say, again, Peters, I think they're waiting it out. Clearly, they're not going to make a decision without getting a second interview with with Ben Johnson. For whatever it's worth, Ben Johnson is the betting favorite. I don't really understand that. Like, what that? I don't know if that really means anything necessarily. I think they just put these things out for people to uh, make decisions. And they base this off a lot of the reporting, I, I believe. But he's, uh, to me, intriguing because of the way he played their offense runs. It is similar to San Francisco. A lot of under center, a lot of run. You know, they come at you a lot of different ways. The run game and the passing game are, as they like to say, married to one another. They make sense about it. But I, I, I'd be lying if I said I know for sure Ben Johnson's this guy who can command a room as a head coach, you know, and, and all that stuff. Based off watching hard. his interviews. It's I, hard to know that about right. any of these guys, really. Yeah, that's, I mean, other than the guys that are the proven commodities, like you mentioned, like a Mike yeah. Vrabel and other guys like that, these coordinators, you, you can't really know. And none of them are, are, you know, very flashy guys on the sidelines. Some of these guys are up in the booth anyway, so it's not like you get a real sense of what their personality is unless you get like a hard knocks type situation and you get to dive in a little bit deeper there. But that's, it's always going to be a question mark when you go with a coordinator. No doubt. All right, uh, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. All right, man, the hot takes are hot uh, coming in right now on the uh, text line. And again, we'll open the phone lines as well at uh, 757-687-9494. That's the Ballyhoo's phone line. Hot take Tuesday. We got some for you, and we got tons to share with you next year. Scott Jackson's your Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law, injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED. That's 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D.